Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Oh, it's so good to see you, everybody. Can I tell you, we missed you, but I'm so glad that we uh, gave time off to our team and uh, did those services online. Uh, what a great an opportunity it is right now to find new ways to do church, you know, to find new ways to serve God, to honor God. And we hope that you had a good rest. Uh, we hope that you had a good uh, rest for your soul and your body. Uh, the world was crazy a couple weeks ago. It's all fixed now, isn't it? Isn't that great? It's all that. As soon as that calendar changed, man, I just everything changed and no more problems ever since. Anyway, today we begin a brand new theme. I hope you enjoy it as much as I've been enjoying preparing for it. It's called Restore Your Roar. Amen. Restore Your Roar. And I'll explain what that means. It's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? I've got a couple of scriptures we're going to weave together from the Amplified uh, Bible, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and Proverbs 28, 1. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says this, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Good reminder, huh? Making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. Say amen. amen. Proverbs 28.1 is where this, our key text for this month is going to be. The Amplified says this, the wicked flee when no man pursues them, but the uncompromisingly righteous are as bold as a lion. Amen. Let's pray together one more time. God, would you open the eyes of our heart? Holy Spirit, help me to bring this message the way you help me to write it. Move upon this people, this place, and this time, and change us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you glad to be here today? You're going to wish you were here, you at home. We're glad that you're watching, but we're going to... Let, let me tell you, there's something about the gathering together. Amen. The gathering together of called out ones to action. That's what the word church means, by the way. Well, it's safe to say that 2020 was the craziest, most difficult year in most, if not all, of our lives. We saw a lot. We experienced a lot. Yet here we are in 2021. But the crucial question is, how are you? Not like rhetorically, hey, how you doing? But like, how are you? How are we? What's your condition? Are you still hung over from last year? And I don't mean in the carnal sense. Are you still hung over from last year emotionally? Are you still hurt, disappointed, disgusted? angry, or bitter. The good news is God wants to restore 
your roar. The Bible says that the anointing of the Lord comforts those who mourn. If you're still grieving and mourning over what happened in 2020, I got good news for you as well. A couple of God's servants have declared the year to be 2021. Put that up if you will. 21. 21. 21. 21. Which is the backwards of now. Okay? Let's be honest. Jesus reigns. Our God rules. He is the Lord over our nation no matter what. 2020 caught most of us by surprise and kicked our butts to a certain degree. It seems like many of God's people have been so affected by the instability of 2020 that they have stopped carrying their confidence in God in 2021. The Bible says, cast not away your confidence in which there is great reward for you have need of endurance. When we worship, we declare that God is worthy. We ascribe value and I want to say to you, he is trustworthy. He is trustworthy. You can trust him with and in your heart. To many folks, the last 12 months have felt like one gut punch after another and left many in the church reeling along with much of the world. I sense that God is wanting to strengthen his people with a supernatural infusion of fresh grace, fresh favor, energy, vision, strategy, and grit. I read a true story recently by Mario Murillo, great man of God, who had a close friend in real estate in Southern California who decided one time to kind of adopt a family to help a family, a working class family, buy their first home. So he helped them find a house, helped them find the loan and secure it, closed the escrow, gave them the keys, was so excited to help them get into their first house. A few weeks later, he went to check on them. And much to his surprise, he found them living in the garage. So what are you doing? This is your house. They told him that they had been through so many hardships in their life that they didn't really believe the house was theirs. So they huddled in the garage out of fear that the real owner would show up. The hardness of the life they had experienced had given them a permanent sense of unworthiness. Mario Marilla went on to say, how many of us are living in the garage emotionally because we do not accept that we are the owners of such a great salvation. My friends, you are free to roam in all of the rooms of God's house and the kingdom of God. Uncertainty may have invaded in 2020. Man, I feel God on me in this place. 
I feel God on me in this place, I'm telling you. Don't we need him? We need him. Uncertainty may have invaded in 2020, but the spirit of faith is kicking it out in 2021. Certainty is evicting uncertainty. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 1, 12 from the Amplified, For I know him, and I am personally acquainted with him, whom I have believed with absolute trust and confidence in him and in the truth of his deity. And I am persuaded beyond any doubt that he is able to guard that which I've entrusted to him until that day when I stand before him face to face. We used to sing the song, for I know whom I have believed, and I don't know why they saying believe it, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Few people know it. Few, few, my, few, few of my Caleb's in the house. Praise God. Remember the old songs? There's something strong. Listen, I find myself, I'll be honest with you, the, the, the last few months, you know, I, I like old 80s rock and roll sometimes, but I find myself singing some of the old hymns, some of the old songs, some of the old, so you don't, most of you don't even know what this is, but Integrity's Hosanna music. Some of the stuff from when we were youth pastors before we started Now Church 30 years ago, and I woke up with some of it, like Friday morning, I woke up singing a song I hadn't thought of in over 30 years. And it just so resonated that I went and the good thing is now you can find it. Then you can play it. And you can play it loud. <laughs> Found this old album called The Lord Reigns from like 1989. We had a move of God in our youth group from Orlando, in the summer of 1989, the year before we came here and started Now Church, we went to Lake Swan camp up east of Gainesville for a summer camp for, I think it was about three or four days with these youth, junior hires. You talk about needing the spirit of faith. We had a, over 100 junior hires at a youth camp for four days. We needed everything we could muster. And we didn't have Pastor Lindsay back in those days. We didn't have him when we started Now Church, which was then called Spirit Life Christian Center. We didn't have Pastor Lindsay. We played recordings of the old Integrity of Hosanna music. We'd play, we'd play it on a, so, I mean, this is, this is how pivotal that moment was. We'd play the tape and then switch to a CD, which was a brand new thing. But God came in. He didn't care. And we played those songs, the Lord reigns. We declared that the kingdom of God is here. We sang these proclaiming songs and lifted up the Lord. And I'm telling you, there's something powerful about redigging some of the old wells of salvation. My friends, I'm going to say this to you. There are enough eternal things of which I am certain that give me all the peace and confidence I need 
over the things that are uncertain. And not only did we see a lot, learn a lot, and experience a lot, hopefully we learned a lot and grew from our experiences. I'd like to challenge every one of you to take a few minutes. I, I, you know, I know you don't come to church hoping for homework, but there is some required. You got to read your own Bible too. You got to have your own devotions. You got to have your own time in the presence of God. This is, uh, you know, Kenneth Hagin, Brother Hagin used to say, that the problem with the church is that um, the word of God is our food and the spirit of God is our drink. And most people are coming to church expecting just eat and drink once a week. He said, and we're living on cold snacks the rest of the week. We hope Sunday will be a great meal for you. But we hope it's not the only meal that you partake of this week in the spirit. I'd like to challenge you to write down at least five things, life lessons that you learned in 2020. And I'm not talking about just your, what you learned about mask fashion. I'm talking about things that you can tell to your grandkids one day. Things that you're gonna, you say, when they say, well, I just read in the history book that 2020 was a tough year, grandpa. How did you make it through? Well, let me tell you what I learned in 2020. And I think we'll be doing that for a long time to come. But I just want to challenge you. The number one thing that I learned in 2020 is I learned that God still delivers daily bread. I learned that even in seasons of the promised land, you can still walk through a little wilderness, but manna is going to be there. The manna will still be there on the ground when you need it. I know about you, but it was a little dicey there for a while, but I, don't, I think you can tell I didn't miss a meal. There are seasons of life where you have to take it on day by day. That's why Jesus said to pray, give us this day our daily bread and toilet paper. <laughs> That's not in the Bible, but it's implied. <laughs> Two plied. <laughs> Isn't it good to be back? Yeah. Our Heavenly Father is a great provider. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. His grace is sufficient for me. My expectation in prophetically declaring this decade a year ago as the roaring 20s was that Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah, the tribe of praise, was about to make his kingly presence known. And I admit to you today, I grossly underestimated what Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, where he said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. He's not the roaring lion. He's acting like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour with his roar. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You know, I love that part, resist them steadfast in the faith, but for years I wouldn't even read the knowing that the same sufferings stuff because I'm a man of faith. 
But the Bible says you got to resist them steadfast because there's suffering going on. My friends, God is the creator. The devil is only a counterfeiter. When we first got married, I, was, I had three jobs. I've told you this a couple of times. One of my jobs was a bank teller. Uh, I would go to, I worked at UPS on the preload from 4 a.m. till 9 a.m. I'd come home, get a shower, lay down, take a quick nap, get up, and 11 o'clock or 11.30, I had to be at my uh, bank telling job in a drive-in booth when the, when the drive-in booths were individual and you were far away before the pneumatic tubes. And they trained me as a bank teller And they never showed me a counterfeit bill. They only showed me the real thing. Because they said this, if you get to know the real thing really well, then you'll be able to spot the counterfeit. That my friends, there's, there's, no, there's no, nobody makes a counterfeit $17 bill. You know why? Because there's no real one. So the only reason why the enemy poses as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, is because there's a real lion. And the real lion is Jesus. And he is the lion of the tribe of our praise. He is our lion. I forgot in 2020, as in the case of Abraham giving birth to Ishmael, that the counterfeit is often seen first. Then the Isaac, the purity, the fulfillment of God's promise without human manufacturing it in the flesh. It's not about good ideas in 2021. It's going to be about God ideas. But I still stand on the promise that Jesus is arising in majesty, King of the nations, Lord of life, Lion of our tribe, Lion of the tribe of Judah. I still stand by the fact that vaccination or no vaccination, the virus has been defeated at the cross 2,000 years ago. The virus loses and we win. My friends, I got to tell you as we finish today, I hear a sound. I hear a sound in my heart. I hear a sound in my spirit and it's a loud sound. It's the sound of praise. Amen. The Bible talks about a certain sound. Then unless the trumpet sounds a, a clear battle blast, speaking of the prophetic word and prophesying the word of the Lord in 1 Corinthians 14, there are times when you have to listen for the signal and not the noise. Let me tell you what that means to me. You know, in football... Now that there are not many fans in the stands, you can hear all the noise of the game. Piped in cheering, sounds of the shouts of the coaches, the defense barking, but on offense, you can't react to all the clamor. You're drilled and trained day after day after day in practice to only move at the quarterback's signal. So much so that sometimes when they have fourth and short, 
We just lost some of the ladies. <clears throat> when they get close to getting a first down, when they get up to the line, they don't really intend to go for it sometimes. They're trying to do what they call a hard count and do a little different. Ha! And trying to draw the defense off sides. I want to caution you to listen for the signal of our God and not for the noise of all the clamor and all the junk that's out there. One of the greatest decisions I made in July of last year is to limit my social media time and to almost eliminate my time on the news. Because most of it's lies. And now, six months in, I don't have to worry about it. You know what's wild? I still hear the truth. It always still finds a way to get to me. But I don't waste my time feeding up. You know, we used to say when we were youth pastors, speaking of that time, garbage in, garbage out. <clears throat> you can never get out of anything more than you put into it. You program your computer and that's what's going to come out. You program your life. I hear a sound. There's a great passage in 2 Samuel 5 about David's army battling the Philistines, defeating them with, quote, an explosive breakthrough like the bursting of a dam. David names the place Baal Perazim. My God is the Lord of the breakthrough over Baal. I preached that to you before. Everybody say, my God, my God. is the Lord of the breakthrough over every demonic spirit. Can we put that up on the screen? My God is the Lord of the breakthrough over Baal. Here's what I haven't noticed and put together till this week. Right after that breakthrough, as the Philistines ran away, the war wasn't over. Only that one battle was. And the Bible says that the Philistines ran away, abandoned their demonic images and idols. David and his mighty men carried away and destroyed the false gods. Praise God. However, the next few verses say that the Philistines immediately regrouped and deployed in the valley of Rephaim, the valley of the giants, the place where they thought they could win. And in 2 Samuel 5.23, it says, Therefore David inquired of the Lord. And he said, and God said to him, You shall not go up. This is David's plan. David said, Okay, God, I'm going to bring it to you. I got a plan. I'm going to go up and encircle them. Is that what I should do, God? God said, No, you shall not go up, but circle around behind them and come up upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him. And he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as the old geezer. That's what it says my interpretation. Do you know what happened next? 
probably don't. I didn't. They took back the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. They took back the anointing. They took back. They couldn't take it back after the Lord of the Breakthrough showed up because the enemy reconvened, regrouped, and still began to shout big and bad things. But God said, I want you to go up behind them. But God said, because this is my battle, don't just go up and attack. Wait till you hear the sound of marching in the tops of them. How do you hear marching sounds of a mighty army in the tops of the mulberry trees? I submit to you that the wind can sound like anything God wants it to sound like. God says, I'm going to blow a wind of my spirit. And it shall be that when you hear that sound, my friends, I hear a sound. I hear a sound in my heart. I hear a sound of the Spirit of God. I hear the sound of marching. I hear a sound in the wind, in the trees. It's the sound of the army of the Lord on the move. I'm not listening to the noise. I'm waiting for the signal of God. I'm waiting for the snap count. We sing the song Rattle around here many times where he says, I hear a sound. I hear a sound. I hear the sound of bones rattling. Well, let me tell you something. The fulfillment of that prophecy of Ezekiel is not just the rattling of bones. It's that those bones come connected and become a mighty army of God and begin to go on the march and begin to take territory and begin to obey the sound of their king. I've got news for you. God is moving. Our battle is God's battle. Just as Elijah heard the sound of an abundance of rain as the signal of the end of the spiritual drought in Israel. I tell you by the Spirit of God, some of the music, some of the preaching, some of the sounds you're going to hear in this church, in this house, in this pulpit this year are going to be the signals that the spiritual drought is over, that the spiritual drought is moving out. I hear the sound. I hear the sound of victory. I hear the sound of the victory of God. I hear the sound of the shout of the Lord. I hear the sound of people praising God even in tough times. I'll close with this. Psalm 118 verse 15 from the message says this. The psalmist writes, Do you hear the shouts? Do you hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved? The hand of God has turned the tide. The hand of God is raised in victory. The hand of God has turned the tide. Let me ask you, do you hear the sound? Do you hear it in your heart? The shouts of victory? Do you hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved? Do you hear the sound that God is turning the tide? The Bible says the hand of God is raised in victory. I think of Rocky going up those steps. I hear him. I see it. I feel it. He runs through the streets of Philadelphia, the city of the Liberty Bell. You know, the destiny of our nation is to proclaim liberty throughout the land and throughout the world, to proclaim the freedom of our God. The enemy will not stop our destiny, and he will not bind us. We will go forward. We will march like an army of God in the Spirit, We will pray, we will believe, we will take down the demons, take down the strongholds, and pull down the enemy. And we will get to the top of that place 
and raise our arms in victory like Rocky. I did it! Yo, Adrian. We're going to have to lift our hands. We're going to have to praise him in advance. Anybody can praise him after you've knocked out Apollo Creed. It takes faith to praise him when your face is bloodied and your knees are bruised. The Holy Ghost is bringing a fresh anointing on his church. The wicked man flees when no one's even chasing him. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. You may have felt disappointed in 2020. You may have felt disappointed in the last week. But God didn't fail you. Political parties can fail you. Human beings can fail you. Systems of men will always fail you. But God's not done working yet. Did you feel abandoned? The word says he'll never leave you or forsake you. It's time to get your swag back. Not P-R-I-D-E, not self-pride, but confidence in the Lord. God will have the final say in everything. Here's the question. Are you in the camp of the saved? Because if you can't hear the sound, you may not be in the right camp. Are you in the camp of the gloomers and doomers and the naysayers? Are you in the camp of the critics and the doubters and the skeptics? Are you in the, in the camp of those taking social media platforms to just try to destroy them and thus and then, you know? My friend, it's not us versus them. It's us with God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Do you know that every one of us in this room at one time were in the camp of the enemies of God? You may have been raised in a, as a Christian <clears throat> all your life, but as I said the other night online, that doesn't really mean that, you're, that your faith is on fire, that your spiritual life is active and alive. You may have been raised in church. When somebody says to me, well, you know, we say, you know, so when did you get saved? When did you give your life to God? Well, I've been saved all my life. Um, okay. I understand what you may mean by that. But salvation doesn't happen just because you were raised in church. Just because you were baptized or christened or dedicated to the Lord. There has to be that defining moment where you say, this is not just my parents' faith. This is not just the God of my parents or my family or my friends. I need this God to be my God. I hear the sound. I hear the sound of an army marching. It may all only be in the mulberry trees right now. But I hear the sound. I hear the sound of a marching army. Would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment? Whether you're in this room or whether you're at home or in a hotel room somewhere, <clears throat> maybe you've reached the point of despair and you're so depressed over what happened in 2020 that you've taken to the bottle or you've taken 
back to smoking weed or getting high or trying to fill your life or just trying to numb the pain. I want to tell you our God is a God of deliverance. He is a God of freedom. You don't have to go running back to that junk because it's never going to satisfy. It's only going to pull you down anyway. Listen to some survivors in the room that can tell you that our God saves and delivers and heals and there's nothing that he can't do. If you're here today, say, Pastor, pray for me. I need God in my life. I need deliverance. I need freedom. I need healing. I choose this day. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm going to get better. I'm not going to get dark. I'm going to be filled with the light of God. I'm not going backwards. I'm moving forward. If you're here today and you don't know that you're right with God, or maybe you do know that you've not been living strong for Him, I invite you to rededicate your life. I invite you to to open your heart, to give Him your heart, to surrender your life to Him. I invite you to receive Jesus. If you're here or you're watching, you put your hand up right now and say, Pastor, pray for me. Hands are going up in the room. Are your hand, is your hand up at home? I can't see it, but there's no distance in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, the same one that raised Jesus from the dead, now lives right there where you are. I hear the sound. Just say this, everybody. Say this out loud. Jesus, I need you. Holy Spirit, I surrender. Father God, I trust you. Come into my life and fill me up with fresh faith and fresh fire. Change me from the inside out. I decree this year we win. The enemy loses in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Put your hands together and praise Him right now. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.